Welcome to Frequently Asked Questions from the session, Updates on Screening from the USPSTF. We are joined by Dr. Adler. Before we begin with these questions, doctor, would you be able to reiterate a few key pointers from today's session to our audience? Sure. Uh, just some general comments. You know, there are many conflicting guidelines uh, regarding screening that are out there. And the USPSTF is really the most reliable, evidence-based, non-biased source. And so as pr a primary care physician and any primary care clinician really should turn to that first. Uh, and, um, you know, they frequently update their recommendations. And so uh, today's talk focused on uh, recent screening recommendations from USPSTF. Thank you, doctor. Now on to the questions. If we are only doing PAPs every three to five years, how often should I do a screening pelvic by manual exam? Well, so there really is no evidence to support pelvic exams for screening for ovarian cancer or other conditions. Obviously, if your patient has symptoms, you need to do a pelvic exam to evaluate that. But at, for screening per se, it's not recommended. And the reason is that it's unreliable and it can lead to a cascade of unnecessary interventions which may cause harms. What about DRE in men for prostate or colorectal cancer? Well, really the same answer here. Uh, there is an evidence to indicate that this uh, makes a difference uh, in a favorable way. Uh, again, um, it can lead to false positive findings that uh, induce a cascade of interventions that, that can be harmful. So it's, it's not recommended uh, to do that for screening. If a person declines PSA or LDCT screening, should I offer it again in the future? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I, you know, I think if your patient still meets uh, screening eligibility criteria, then yes, you should uh, offer it in the future. Um, there are not specific guidelines on that. I think annually probably makes sense. What would you say are the most important take-home points regarding screening recommendations from USPSTF? Yeah, I guess I would highlight um, three areas about cancer screening and, and two other points. So first of all, cervical cancer screening is our best screening program, and that should be prioritized, especially among women who have never been screened. Uh, but uh, we should follow the less frequent uh, recommendations uh, to do it only every three or five years, depending on the situation. And we should only screen women between ages 21 and 65. Women who had a hysterectomy, assuming their cervix was removed, for benign disease do not need to be screened. Uh, for prostate cancer, uh, PSA screening should be done only after uh, you engage in shared decision-making and only after a man expresses a well-informed and clear preference uh, to have PSA screening. Uh, the lung cancer screening guidelines have not been followed very accurately so far. There's still very limited awareness among them, both among eligible patients and I think among clinicians. Uh, and you really have to take a critical look at the balance of benefits and harms uh, which is not great for lung cancer screening. So therefore, it's imperative to do shared decision-making for that as well. Uh, and uh, one of the things um, that I only recently learned is you can actually get paid for having this conversation. There is a G-code that you can submit. Uh, a comment about um, 
osteoporosis. We should screen women for that uh, with a DEXA scan. Uh, and the, the women to screen are those over age 65 or those who are considered to be at high risk. And that should be determined by using a risk assessment to tool such as FRACS. And then finally, uh, sort of a subset of our population, it's really important to screen women for syphilis early in pregnancy uh, because that allows time for, for treatment to prevent morbidity and mortality. This is great information, doctor. Thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome.